everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And y'all, we we just won a football game. Yeah, we, we were actually, all wrong. We lost actually, to FIU, and then yeah. we won a football game. Well... This could just be rims like uh like uh what was the thing in uh that stupid movie where Leonardo DiCaprio just kept shooting it in the right direction? Airbud? <laughs> I wanna I wanna see a movie where Airbud is just Leo DiCaprio firing a firearm in a general direction. They've had enough sequels, it's bound to be one of them. <laughs> Airbud goes to target practice. Airbud is the target practice. Airbud oh, tries God, skeet no. shooting. <laughs> um, oh what's that stupid movie uh inception this could just be like inception where we're caught we're caught in the midst of our own uh, layer layer one dreams. was a nightmare where we lost to fiu and then layer yes. two of the dream is where we beat mtsu so what happens this week well i guess we talk about that on the next episode of this show uh but yeah we beat mtsu we did and there was much rejoicing except not really because there weren't a lot of people at the game now, yeah. there were more people at the bake sale this morning that Nathan flushed out. Speaking of looking bad, uh, Tech made MTSU look pretty bad. Yes, Middle Tennessee looked awfully bad. I mean, Tech looked bad in spurts as well, but with how Tech has played this year, I don't think that this game was particularly different than any of the other ones, but Middle Tennessee just fell apart. Yeah, I mean, I think there were a couple things that, that were different, but we'll get into that um, a little later, but... Yeah, I'll go ahead and do our unprepared, off-the-cuff, uh, quick game recap here, I guess. So yeah, normally we type these out, so if this is really bad, blame Nathan, because he didn't type it out this time. Or me. And that's been cut. <laughs> yeah, so the game starts out with two three-and-outs. Uh, Tech goes three plays, zero yards. MTSU goes three plays, two yards. Then Tech goes on a long 13-play drive, but... Jacob Barnes misses a field goal uh, from 30 yards out. Uh, MTSU then responds with a quick touchdown on a 69-yard run. Um, nice tweet, Nathan. Duality of nice. I appreciated that. But Tech gets right back uh, on the field and goes three plays, 77 yards on a 41-yard touchdown strike to Cyrus Allen for Parker McNeil. Tech's defense stands tall, forcing a three and out, and then Tech goes on a- another touchdown drive. Uh, this time for uh, 60 yards and a pass to Trey Harris to uh, make it 14-7 Bulldogs. MTSU then goes on probably their best drive of the night, 12 play, 80 yard for a touchdown. And uh, Tech, you know, hadn't really been stopped since that first drive and they weren't stopped here. They get a field goal on a five play drive. Then on the kickoff, MTSU's return man, Jalen Lane, just drops the ball for no reason. No one touched him or anything. Uh, recovered by Jaden Burnett and Tech gets another field goal to take a 20 to 14 lead. MTSU then goes for it on fourth and two from the Tech 15 on their next drive and does not pick it up. So Tech proceeds to drive the length of the field 85 yards in eight plays. Another touchdown strike to Trey Harris. And something interesting happened on this drive. Landry Liddy came out on the field. So potential you know, last red shirt moment here uh, for Landry Liddy. I'm sure we'll talk about this later, uh, but he completes a couple of crazy passes to Trey Harris, including the number one uh, sports center top 10 play uh, that night, which was a one handed grab by Trey Harris. And then Parker McNeil comes back out uh, after, I guess, getting a pain shot in his 
hand, <laughs> hopefully. Oh. That's what they call it. That's the medical term for it. Yeah, a pain shot. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, 27-yard touchdown to Trey Harris to uh, to make it 27-14. to 14, But MTSU drives the length of the field to make it 27-21 before halftime. Uh, okay. Second half is <laughs> Would you fucking, like me to take the second half? <laughs> it's fucking bananas, man. Look at this drive. Ch- I, I just want to read the drive chart. We don't. Do we have to get into this no, at all? Or can no, I just this read is the drive fine. Chart? This tells you enough. Okay. Uh, MTSU gets the ball first. Okay. Interception. 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 Touchdown. <laughs> Another interception. <laughs> That's four straight interceptions on drives, by the way. Three of which by MTSU. One by Tech. Um, punt. Punt. Field goal for Tech. Fumble by MTSU. Uh, so that is in this half three interceptions, a punt, and a fumble for MTSU. Field goal for Tech. Field goal for MTSU. Downs, 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 end of fourth quarter. <laughs> Tech wins 40 to 24 on uh, one of the wildest second halves I can remember. Yeah, and even then, there's a punt in there that I think he said at one point. That was a block punt. Uh, the official oh, box shit. score on ESPN says punt no name given, punt blocked by, blocked by, by. punt blocked by, blocked <laughs> by punt. Yeah, it's <laughs> this game was insane. I had to miss it. I was too busy being at a wedding in Philadelphia on the same night that the Astros were eliminated. Sorry, that the Phillies were eliminated and the Philadelphia Union was eliminated in the MLS Cup final. So I was having a different kind of time tonight. Fucking Union got fucking fucked. I was, however, watching two people celebrate their union with a vow of marriage. (laughs) Nice. Not my wedding this time, but I remember anyway. But Uh, Evan's not actually married. Tech has not won a game in conference this year unless I was at a wedding. Wow. So if you're looking to pop the question to your significant other sometime soon, you might want to get on it because we have a game this Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody want to elope this Saturday and invite Nathan? Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. Nathan's just like wedding crashing, (laughs) showing up at some random venue this Saturday. Yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's get into our normal topics of conversation here, I guess. You know, normally we start out with what was bad about this game. What do you guys think? Uh, hmm. well, it's been so long since we won. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's honestly hard to say, I guess. We weren't great on third down, I guess. Or fourth it's, down. I mean, that's the first thing I was going to point to. Yeah, five for 17 on third and fourth um, combined. So that's not great. You want to you want to extend drive, stay on the field. But uh, um, there's got to be something I can point at and just say I'm a little disappointed in. But it's hard. Uh, goodness gracious. I'm looking at it, a lot of good stuff. I think like for for me, I think one of the one of the things that stands out from just thinking back on this second half, especially like there were several moments where tech could have really like put their foot on the neck. Right. And and yeah, you win the game by 16 points, but it just felt like there were so many field goals in this game in the red zone. And I think we talked about last week, MTSU having a really good red zone defense in terms of like touchdown percentage. And I think that really showed up here um, because, you know, Tech has five field goal attempts and most of them are from pretty close in. I don't, I don't think Buck Buchanan came on the field. So, no, that means they're all they're all relatively short. I mean, you miss a 30 yarder. You've got a 40 yarder. So that one's not quite the red zone. A 36 yarder, you know, so it looks a yeah, 32 yarder and a 36. So that's four field goals within attempted within the red zone. So, I mean, you never want to see that many field goal attempts from within the 20 yard line. You want to be converting those to touchdowns. So I guess some yeah, of that the Jacob, killer instinct is missing a, a little bit for me. 
Jacob had a pretty good day, four or five. Yeah. I was disappointed with the one miss, but yeah, he was named five, the uh, conference special yeah. teams player of the week for his he performance. And even though he's not nearly as good as his older brother, he's doing his best. Sure. <laughs> That's one way to put it, I guess. It's really kind of hard to find things to complain about this game specifically. Really what I have to complain about is when this team looks like this this week, but didn't last week or, you know, the week before where we had two very beatable opponents and not that middle Tennessee is going to win conference USA this year, but this effort from both the offense and the defense would have won us both of those games. I think. Oh yeah. And granted rice, you had the injury at quarterback happening, uh, Florida international. He had Liddy with his first start and stuff, but still, I don't think that really matters. The frustrating thing to me about this game was that it was just this game. Yeah, uh, it showed a lot of the potential, like especially the takeaways on defense. I mean, like like we said last week on the FIU show, like <laughs> we had a chance to intercept the ball on the final drive uh, to win the ball game in regulation and uh, didn't catch it. Well, I guess they uh, they they put some spider tech on their gloves or whatever this week and decided to catch the football. So um, that's nice. But there's a lot of good in this game, obviously. But I guess for me, the the negative is that you know, not, not take, not capitalizing on your chances. And I think you talked about that, Nathan, in your, your, uh, stat attack, right. For bleed tech blue is like, we're not getting a lot of points per opportunity trip inside the 40. We're not really, we're not really great on that yeah. stat. And jumping the gun a little bit, the next team we play, and we'll talk about yeah. that on the preview episode is very good at that. Uh, one thing I do like, and this is not particularly something that's good about this game, but it's amusing is that, in addition to the play-by-play often being wrong on ESPN, there is one highlight video from this game. It is Tech 22 riding around in the car. That's the only highlight. That was actually uh, that is actually going to be my uh, play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one I, tackles uh, him. He ends up in the end zone. Exactly. In a damn Bugatti. I mean, come on. <laughs> How much do you think he pays in car insurance for that? One septillion dollars. <laughs> Really, I think it would be better used by applying it to our athletic budget. But I mean, you do you, Tech 22. Well, the more shocking part of this is despite his vast wealth, <laughs> he's not helping the athletics. <laughs> Tech 22 is worth one septillion dollars. Sadly, he pays that all. He pays his entire <laughs> net worth to, to car insurance. <laughs> well, he, he is a dog, has no concept of money, so he doesn't That's know true. he's getting fleeced. <laughs> and that and that he is yeah, can we talk about someone else who was fleeced in this game and that was middle tennessee starting quarterback chase cunningham three interceptions on the night i love back how to you back keep transitioning back. stuff out of the dumb shit we're talking about it's that kind of week we won a football game let's have fun with it yeah there sure. we go yeah i mean chase cunningham his stats um you know 15 for 27 isn't bad but only 136 yards through the air I mean, last week we gave up a career high to FIU's quarterback, so that was great to see, you know, holding a, a decent quarterback, really, that, like we talked about, likes to throw the ball around a decent amount, like, you know, 15 for 27, 136 yards, that's five yards per attempt, so that's not very not very good. One touchdown and three no. interceptions. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the run defense had moments of being very good. You know, most of the game I thought the defense was, you know, good. But they did give up that one really long uh, rushing touchdown that, you know, kind of skews the data a little bit because, you know, we allowed like 194 yards on the ground, uh, but 
69 of that came on that one run. So, you know, but a pretty, pretty good effort from the team as a whole, obviously. What did, what else did you guys think was good? Matt, you got anything? Yeah, I do. Uh, Trey fucking Harris. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Just Trey fucking Harris. Yeah. I'd wear the shirt. Yeah. He, that alone was a uh, incredible, uh, shout out Trey Harris, uh, number one, uh, spot on sports center top 10 plays of the night. Yeah. Pretty that's cool. always, that's really awesome. It is. Especially I got a hint to sports center for finding that tape <laughs> or some poor unpaid intern, uh, finding that <laughs> tape because there was no reason at all to watch this game for, uh, when there are so many other big time games going on, but Trey Harris was awesome and wasn't the only guy that was great receiving Cyrus Allen, who I feel really good about turning into a full fledged superstar with our, with yeah. our team. True freshman, right? Yes. Uh, Cyrus so. is great. He's had a Oof. little injury prone start to his time at tech, but he's great. Trey is only a sophomore too. So we could get a couple more years of this from these guys. I, yeah, we'll we'll be lucky. We'll be lucky to get I especially two more years out of Trey Harris, but well, I mean, he's going to have to have a pretty stellar fucking next year or two to even think about leaving. Well, hopefully two years. Surely we'll yeah. pull Carlos or anything, but Trey's great, Cyrus is great. Uh no one else really did too much on the receiving end. Um, yeah, I I think one thing I forgot during the bad section, since we're talking about receivers here, smoke. Uh, <laughs> smoke Harris. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Like maybe he has a, a hand injury or something that's lingering. I, I, I think he's like doubled his drops in his career this season already. So like he, I think he had like nine drops coming into the season and he's got nine this season so far. Like it's been it really just, disappointing. He just doesn't really look like himself out there. Like he's just not catching balls that are hitting him in the hands. Like, you know, and it, it's, we're not used to really seeing that from him. So hopefully whatever's going on, he can get figured out. Cause you know, with, with Trey and Cyrus Allen out there, like we really need that, that guy who can go underneath and in the middle with these, you know, Trey Harris will catch anything. And, and Cyrus Allen's kind of the, the deep threat, right? So get smoke involved more and, you know, we're talking about a really potent passing offense here. Indeed. Yeah. One thing I want to point out is that this is the first time this season against an FBS opponent that we have outsacked the other team. Ooh, hell yeah. The funny thing is the only other time we, or the only time we've tied sack for sack with the other team was Clemson. Um, and oh. then we did outsack SFA, but every other time it's been our offensive line getting demolished and our defensive line I don't want to say barely putting up a fight because I know they're trying, but it was so much fun to see our defense just, they weren't, this wasn't Jay Ferg playing for us again or anything like that, but they put pressure on the quarterback. They had four sacks. That's not nothing. And then the offensive line only allowing two on a night, even when you have something like a quarterback switch because of injury during the game um, and 37 pass attempts and only two sacks. I mean, that's just, shows the progress this team has made throughout the year and man we're not even doing preview yet but it's starting to feel really optimistic about how good this team could be but i mean we've been on this roller coaster before this year yeah i mean i think the pressure generated from the defensive line is something we have not seen at tech in you know a few years really since milton williams probably we haven't seen like consistent pressure throughout an entire game um, so to see those four sacks and they're, they're not coming from like 
uh, Jaden Cole like blitzing, right? It's it's Zion Nason, who I think is a defensive tackle, Kivi Rose, uh, Kyrie Morrison, and uh, Cecil Singleton's a safety. But, you know, it's guys in the middle wreaking havoc. And I saw, I think the PFF stats said that there were like 30 QB pressures or some crazy shit like that. 30. Like, where was that at? That must have been in the in the thread. But yeah, so that was great. And then I want to point out one other thing about this game. And I think I gave my player of the game last week to the whole offensive line for like being better. I don't know if it's a combination of the offensive line or just Marquise Crosby being better, like more decisive, more like quick to hit the hole or or quick to like make that first cut. It felt like the first like six or seven games of the season whoever we had at running back was just going to kind of be indecisive and just get tackled by the first guy who had an opportunity. And this game, especially, I mean, Crosby's running 24 times, averaging five yards to carry 123 yards on the day. He didn't find uh, the end zone at all, but I mean, just the run game has actually been like competent the past couple weeks, you know, only 135 yards on the ground this game. So not, you know, not, great by any stretch of the imagination, but Crosby in particular, and then the offensive line like seems to actually be opening up holes. So it's good. Not great, but so much better than dog shit awful. Like it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I think last week, like five out of the top six PFF scores on offense were, were from the offensive line. And this week, Dakota white, Carson Bruno and, uh, and Josh mode are all in the top 10 as well. So, you had some other guys jumping up there too, like Trey Harris. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, the, those guys, especially those two, right, the right and left tackle doing a great job. Uh, Josh Mo- moving to center, doing a great job as well. So shout out to them and, and Marquise Crosby as well. Yeah. So I don't think we've done a surprising thing from this game yet. I mean, I think the fact that the game went the way it did by itself is surprising, but maybe something we want to key in a little bit more on uh, Matt. Is there anything about this game that we haven't at- at least gone into too much detail about that surprises you or surprised you. Hmm. Uh, I really feel like we've pretty well covered everything. Uh, I'm, I'm still really frustrated with the rush defense. MTSU still had almost 200 rushing yards. Still not loving that. Uh, that's not a surprise as so much as a really frustrating thing that just doesn't seem to be getting any better. I don't know where we rank at now in rush defense and FBS, but I'm sure it's still pretty damn near the bottom. I've got 128. Yeah. Hey, if you, that's the excluding uh, FCS games, uh, including FCS games. We are 131, yeah, allowing 234.2 yards per game. Yeah, that's just that's the one thing I've harped on a lot this season. And in spite of that god awful defense, make a couple different plays against FIU and Rice. And somehow this team would be five and four, yeah. which is nuts. So maybe that's a surprising thing. The fact that the fact that we could be that, but. I'm not going to go down that red hole. So I would say that I'm not really that super surprised by anything else. I'm just uh, still very frustrated that Tech's defense can't seem to stop teams from running all over the place. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll say my surprise is honestly just looking at the box score at the end. Like I felt like Tech kind of dominated this game. And I know there's five turnovers, but looking at the box score and seeing like, oh, we actually gave up almost 200 yards on the ground. Like I felt like the run defense took big steps forward. And like I explained earlier, I think, you know, that, that 169 yard uh, touchdown run kind of skews that data a little bit. If you take that out, you're talking about 
you know, 130-ish yards on 43 carries. So that's pretty good run defense. But obviously you can't take that run out because it happened. Um, So 194 (laughs) yards. I mean, 4.4 yards per carry is not great. Um, But I I think I was just surprised to look at this box score and be like, man, they they had they had that many first downs. They had 26 first downs. Wow. Like, I I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, Like, I would have guessed that we outgained them almost by you know, maybe half again as much. So like if, if they had 300, we'd have 450 or something like that, but we only outgained them by 25 yards. So that was just surprising to me from this game. Um, you know, and, and all the nice things I've said about the defense so far was also a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, the block punt by itself, that's exciting. That's surprising. yeah. Shout out praise O'Cory, man. Yeah. Uh, reading some of the blue Raider blogs about it afterwards, there were every single one brought it up in the frustration about this game uh, like you said about the run defense i mean this was the most rushing yards middle tennessee has had against an fbs opponent all year and yet it still feels like progress for us but the block punt in a the weirdest third quarter i think i've ever seen that gets lost in the shuffle between the trades of interceptions and that's just fun to see because we don't get to see those very often and we should see more of them please but i'll but clarify yeah. only when we're the team trying to block <laughs> the punt yes of course of course yeah. Yeah, well, Prezo Corey did a pretty good job on that play. I don't think that's enough for a player of the game honor. Uh, Matt, who would you give player of the game to? For Trey this Harris. Not Tech 22? No, no, no. That's heroes can't be considered. Yeah, Evan. Um, hmm. You know, we haven't really talked about Parker McNeil much. Uh, his stats are not like great. 14 for 33 is uh, certainly not great in the stat book, but almost 300 yards. I just I'm giving it to Parker McNeil because the man dislocated his thumb and broke the middle finger on his throwing hand and then came back the next series. So, yep, and threw um, three touchdowns. Yeah. And, and then like pretty much immediately after coming back through that long touchdown pass to Trey Harris, which was like a perfect, you know, sort of fitting it in the window. And Trey Harris runs a great route uh, on that play as well. So. Um, I'm going to give it to Parker McNeil, 285 yards on 14 completions. <laughs> so when he, uh, when he found the open guy, he found the open guy. So everything we're hearing about this, this kid is that he's really tough. Obviously you come back in the game really fast after that injury. And unfortunately I think coach Cumbie didn't expect him to come back that quickly. So that's probably why he put Landry Liddy in the game instead of just like putting in Turner and having Turner hand the ball off a couple times and just punting and saying, when's Parker back, please, dear God. Well, that exactly, that sentence right there is exactly why I'm giving my player of the game honors to Landry Liddy. To come off cold off the bench, the game is 20 to 14 at this point. Liddy puts together three-fourths of a touchdown drive before McNeil comes back off the bench to finish it off. But Liddy comes in in a crucial point where... Middle Tennessee had just turned the ball over on downs, but they were threatening at the LaTeX 15. Tech takes back over. If you just do that handoff trick a couple times, they punt the ball back over. Middle Tennessee ends up scoring a touchdown on the next drive. And then if that all happens, they go into halftime with a lead. The idea that Liddy came in this game and looked good, not that we should be that surprised from a guy who we've seen start a game now, but he kept the game on track. It set us up for Parker McNeil to finish off that drive and get us a larger lead going into the half or a lead at all going into the half. And then we could have that weird ass third quarter and the fourth quarter with all the turns turnover on downs and still end up winning this game by a healthy margin. I think a lot of that comes down to 
Lily coming off the bench. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's fair. Um, I'll also pick a defensive player since they had a good game. Uh, Miles Brooks, two interceptions. Uh, he made the PFF like national team because he had one of the highest uh, scores in the nation um, at the cornerback position this week with like an 89 or some something really crazy like that. He He's but, very good. But oddly enough, no touchdowns. Willie Roberts had the pick six. Yeah. So that's, that's six true. more points than Brooks scored. Yeah, that is true. Crazy. I can't believe he threw that ball on that uh that fail fail of a screen pass. Uh <laughs> I mean just threw it straight to Willie Roberts and Willie Roberts was like, uh, okay, thanks. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, those those two guys are very good and very fun to watch. Definitely. Another week where I feel like it's a pretty obvious answer to our final thought of did tech go and did tech die. But let's go ahead and at least go through the motions anyway. Matt, did tech go and did tech die? I think it's pretty obvious that they went and did not die. Hell fucking yeah. Finally. It's been a while since I've been able to say that because I missed the UTEP episodes. <laughs> tech went and did not die, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. Tech did go and did not die. All right. Yeah. And then if you've listened this far, hoping to listen to a basketball preview, well, I have bad news. You're going to have to either wait a day or just go and download the other episode in the feed. When we preview UTSA on the next episode, we'll also be doing a season preview for the basketball team. So make sure you check that out. But that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog where we have posts up every now and then. We also have the contest you can play weekly where you try to figure out how the tech game will go each week. You can play the fantasy football challenge where you pick a roster of KUSA players and see if you can defeat your peers in a game of weekly fantasy football. You can also go to the shop, gtpdd.dog slash shop, where you can buy this month's shirt of the month and also the sweatshirt of the month. It's a Columbia Blue Tech Bulldog. It's so far been our most popular shirt of the month ever. Wow. So if you do not have one yet, you're missing out and you should get it now. Man, it's only November 8th. Yeah. You want to be like everybody else. Get the shirt, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. There are more people at the bake sale this morning that Nathan flushed out. <laughs> uh, flushed out makes it sound like I bought everything there and they had to go home. No, you flushed it. You ruined those kids' lives. You didn't buy anything because you're a filthy millennial with your Venmo. And here's the thing. My polling place is less than a mile from my house. I could have driven home, gotten cash, driven back to the bake sale, and bought things, makes, but I didn't. That just makes it worse. But you did not have cash at your house, though. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't play like you had cash at your fucking house. Okay, yeah, but man, the awful. middle school that I voted at is also across the street from a Safeway where I could get cash back with my debit card, then go back across the street. Why are you trying to make yourself look bad? (laughs) I just don't understand.